The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency, and we say hi to Hall of Fame coach Gary Barnett as he is enjoying the sunshine. And, Coach, dare I say uh, putting greens that are a little too fast for you? Well, it just depends, you know. But, uh, yeah, a little too fast right now. I'm not playing very well, so I'm struggling. So Hey, but you're playing. I need to, I need to find something else to do. I doubt that. Uh, I think you uh, you're still really pretty good on on the old golf course, Coach. Just a, a tough tough way to end for for TCU. Let us start there, and Georgia with a, an exclamation point. That's too bad. Great semifinals, not so much the championship game. Yeah, no. It and you know TCU had. Uh, They'd been rolling the dice all year. They'd fallen behind seven different times and uh, came back each time. But it, it wasn't like coming back against Georgia. And so it was, you know, they didn't play anybody like Georgia. And so when when it, when it came time to do it, they just couldn't do it. And uh, they were a little outmatched. And, you know, you can you can glean a lot from that game, and everybody who has an opinion will. And... Uh, you know, you you take one team that's been built on transfers and another team that's been built from the inside up, and uh, you wonder in the long run uh, whether that's that's the future. You know, whether that's going to always be that way. That you can get yourself there with transfers, but I don't know if you can win it all. We'll have to see. But but you know, there's a school of thought that leans in that direction, and I'm not sure. But three of the four teams that went into the uh, championship game were all built from the inside up. And uh, so, but they also traditionally get the best players no matter what. So it's not hard to do. Well, that, that's a fair point. And you, you got to retain your talent so you can watch the talent flourish or develop that talent and then have the depth that's what blew me away coach barnett was the the freshmen that were that were championship level ready the big old bear right on the defensive line for georgia just as one example that comes to mind that georgia's got really good guys that are young but they're not forced to to play their young pups if they do play a young guy it's because he's really good and in ready and George was just able to do line change after line change defensively, at least. Well, they were. And the other thing is those weren't freshmen anymore. Right. Those were technically sophomores. And so, um, 
you know, those the, the great teams like that, they don't only just recruit well, they develop well. And uh, we, we can say all we want out there about five stars and four stars or whatever star. It's the coaches and programs that develop those stars that make a difference. And they're the ones that are sustainable. And they're the ones who are sitting there at the end of the year on top. And um, it, it's a formula. It's hard to follow. It's hard to get fans sometimes to follow that. Uh, that's the, the instant gratification, the development, the whole, just the thought of development isn't a popular item with, with many fans. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an inside deal and, and you just got to do it on the inside and not worry about it. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, what, what do you think of, of Kirby Smart, how he's settled in and, and kind of what he's doing uh, with the, the Georgia program, is Georgia the best job in college football? You mean Alabama East? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it, it, it probably is because of the recruiting base, and not that Alabama's is any much different than yeah. that. But um, you know, it's um, it might be the best. I don't know whether you know access to to like Atlanta makes it better. Um, we always felt like that helped us at Northwestern was access to the city, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I, I don't know. It, 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 both of those jobs are excellent, and and Kirby's, you know, he's he's learned well, and he's put his spin on it and his way of doing things, and it's uh, you know it's it's a great job right now, and uh, you know it's going to be hard to beat those guys next year. They are are loaded up. When you look at Georgia. Where do they rank for you as far as uh, best teams you've seen? And who is the best college football team that, that you've uh, either gone up against or, or seen from the analyst chair? Well, I think uh, there's three teams that really stand out to me. One is the uh, 2001 Miami team, mm-hmm. which beat you guys and all the draftees in that, on that team. I think um, the LSU team uh, a couple years ago in 19 was about as good a team as you could find. Uh, and then I'd say this Georgia team. I mean, you, you can't go back-to-back and win 65-7 to without saying that is one heck of a football team. So, I mean, those three teams stand out to me right away. The Miami team was incredible. That was uh, not a good Rose Bowl for Nebraska. LSU with the the guys that are doing the work in the NFL in 19 make a ton of sense. That defense wasn't bad either. This Georgia team, uh, Nebraska's run in, in the mid-90s was up there as well with um, just how, how high level and you look at the draft picks and the depth and, you know, uh, I, you know, I guess I'm going to ask you this. What, what would the game have been like with the 01 Buffs versus the 01 Canes? You know, it's hard to say because we mentally were so – I mean, we were – instead of taking out our despair on Oregon, mm-hmm. we chose to feel sorry for ourselves. And so I don't know what kind of effort we would have gotten. I know we were 
jacked up to play. We wanted mm-hmm. to be in that game. We, we knew that it was, you know, we knew it was going to be close as to whether we got in or not. <clears throat> so it's hard to say. Uh, but that Miami team was really good. And, and we were really good as well, but we'll never know. And, uh, but, but I know our guys would have been really up for that game as opposed to the game they, they played. Mm-hmm. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, a uh, thought you see uh, all the Pac 12 ball you, you can. Nebraska able to add a couple of different Pac 12 players. Scott, the center, and uh, Walter Rouse. Rouse, an offensive tackle, four-year guy for for Coach Shaw, and uh, at one point a freshman All-American. Do you remember much about Rouse? Does he stick out to you? Yeah, I do, Uh, and he's a really good player. And, you know, what happens is you spend your four years, you get your degree, you just want to, you know, you want a different environment. And you're you're an age where – you're, you know, you don't really hang out with the freshmen and the sophomores. You're, you're an older guy. You need to go see the world. And so that's why that move gets made. But it's a great move for Nebraska, uh, getting the kid from uh, Arizona State because of his experience has got to be a good move. I don't remember him as well, mm-hmm. but I do remember the kid from uh, Stanford. It's a big get. And with with Jeff Sims also at quarterback, uh, he's battled some injuries. He was thrown in pretty early at Georgia Tech, and I think they were making a transition from an option offense to a to more of a spread look. So, with the surrounding talent, you wonder how if it was square ground hole. But you know, with with Sims, the the question with him is accuracy. I think he's got a good deep ball, and and he's really talented runner if he can stay healthy you know coach um there's a lot of additions going on here with coach rule an interesting uh, mailbag with with andy staples going on uh when it comes to to year one turnarounds uh we talked a little bit about that with nebraska and and, and where they can go under rule but uh you know the quarterback spot in the offensive line, as you look at Nebraska's offensive line, these additions got to be good. And it, uh, it can really help form an identity. And, Coach, really we don't know if Nebraska's had much of an identity the last few years on offense. They've not been able to hang their hand on anything. Well, and, and that's true. Uh, but, you know, you're getting a, a, a group of experienced coaches. Uh, you're getting – Guys who work together, you're getting, um, you know, you're getting a situation where people are used to high-level uh, teams that they're playing and used to high-level uh, coaching. So, you know, it, it, all this is going to work out well for Nebraska. They're they're going to be formidable. You know, they're going to be better. And you know what rule, what coach rules identity is going to be. We'll, we'll just have to wait mm-hmm. and see what it is. But um, you know, I know they were very physical on defense at at Baylor and uh, uh, balanced on offense. So my guess is they're going to do just fine. What do you make of Garrett McGuire? Do you know much about him? He's a youngin that got hired as the receivers coach for Nebraska. He was at Carolina, and, of course, he's Joey McGuire's son. Yeah, I don't know much about him at all. So it's, uh, you know, but if uh, my guess is if Matt thought he was – he was the guy, then he's the guy. So, you know, 
he'll do a good job, I'm sure. Did you have reservations about hiring young? What was your, or did you just hire the best? Didn't matter the age. No, I always wanted a smattering a little bit. You know, I didn't, I didn't mind how young or old they were in the offensive line for sure. And, um, I, uh, same thing in the secondary, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't need a young guy in the secondary. I need somebody who's got some scars on them. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, so that didn't bother me linebackers, same way, but I didn't really, it, you know, age was never an issue to me. I wanted the best fit and the best coach. Did you know right away coach Fitz? Cause he worked for you. Do you know right away Fitz, he was going to be able to go from player to coach or was he already just a, a coach that, that had a helmet on. He was a coach with a helmet on. He was that way. I told our, our guys uh, after a two-a-day practice in his sophomore year, I said, you're going to all go somewhere else to coach someday. You're going to want Pat Fitzgerald coaching for you because, you know, he just had the knack. He just, you could just, you know, the way he did things, the way he observed things, the way he thought, uh, he just had it, and you knew it right away. Gary Barnett with us, Hall of Fame coach, Hale Varsity Radio. How has uh, the week been locally and nationally with uh, Coach Prime? I know he was on the set for the national title game. How do you think that went? Well, I, I think he's just drumming up a lot of interest. and Everybody has got Colorado. Everybody talks about Colorado on every sports talk show for the most part, or they did. I'm sure it's waning down a little bit, but – you know, all of a sudden we're relevant, or at least people know where we are and who we are. Uh, you know, he's picked up 20 transfers along with 15 signees and just got another one today, so he's at 21. And I'm not sure how all those numbers work, but uh, uh, he's turned over the roster completely. Now, he hasn't turned them over with guys like uh, you just picked up from, yeah, from with Stanford. Ra- with Rouse, yeah. Yeah. And so, and you're getting guys that play at a lower level, but um, the roster's different than it was, and it needed to be different. So he's accomplished that, I think, at this point in time. Okay, I'm going to ask you this uh, with with Harbaugh, because I mean, I'm hearing both sides that he's going to end up staying at Michigan, or okay, Carolina's in the mix. Uh, there's Denver, but I'll, but you know, Cald- Caldwell's also interviewed for that job i know you have friends in denver uh w- would you consider the, the the denver gig or do you think it's too big a hill to climb with the the, the draft pick situation oh you know chris i don't think about it that much i think harbaugh is a good choice for denver mm-hmm. uh I, as much for the quarterback situation as anything sure i think he's one of the few guys that can go to because he's already been there and successful at that level he can go from college again back into that level and I think do fine everybody that I know that worked for him at San Francisco really liked him Mm -hmm. Uh, he didn't have to worry about what he said in the press you know nobody was watching him like they do now Uh, you know the whole NIL deal and all the things that are going on in college football he doesn't have to put up with that Mm -hmm. now whether he's a right fit or not, I, it, it would seem like it would be to get somebody experienced rather than take another chance on another first-time coach. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Denver's done that three times in a row, and it, that hasn't worked out very well. How close were you ever heading to the NFL? Were you? Um, I was. Cl- 
close enough to interview and be in a position to pr- probably accept a position, but it didn't take me long to realize that I just, that's not who I was. And I knew it going into the interviews, but I, you know, I sort of had an obligation to at least look and talk, hmm. but, 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 uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to be with 18 and 18 to 22 year old mm-hmm. guys. That, that's who I am. Who did you interview with? NFL. Well, let's just keep that private. <laughs> <laughs> I got 32 guesses. Uh, I'm kidding. Gary, Gary, yeah. Bar- Gary Barnett with us. Coach, you take care and thanks for a few minutes today. All right, Chris. Good being with you. Good stuff from Coach Barnett, Hale Varsity Radio. We'll hear more from two of Nebraska's new assistant, TJ Barthel. We will hear from him. Met the media earlier today. A little more from Coach Evan Cooper. Hale Varsity continues presented by Currency.